Hey everybody, so it's been a long, long time. Sorry about that. Um, we had a baby be born, um, not between us, but um, my daughter. <laughs> right. That would have so been let's just clarify. Um, yeah, um, it's been a long time. In a, we have been wanting to talk about social media and the do's, the don'ts um, regarding dating, just regarding life in general. I don't even think it has to be dating, but that's going to weave into it just because it's he said, she said. Um, but I want to talk about every single aspect of social media. We're talking Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Now yep. there's threads and TikTok because I think all of them um, play into part for all this. So, Joe, you're the one that um, uh, started all this because you sent me a message. Do you want to sound on what that message was? I don't. I don't remember to be completely honest. You don't? It was. No, I don't know how um, I started this. A forum. Really... It was a forum. Oh, okay. And of women that had like created some something. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, because like yeah, don't I make me crazy here. Um. Yeah. I remember. Go ahead. I hope. Man, I'm, I can hear an echo sound. I, I hope this doesn't. Should I charge my headset and, or plug it in at least? I don't hear echo at all. You don't? Okay. All right. Mm -mm. Hopefully she can edit that part out. Sorry. Um, so, yeah. So, I <laughs> got a tip from a female friend of mine that I was on this secret Facebook group of women and the local area that essentially have this group that uh, tells you whether you should date a guy or not, basically, I think is the best way I can describe it. So if a lady is talking to a guy from the internet or she meets a guy at a bar or whatever, she can get on this Facebook group and post his name and picture and say, okay, what's the T on this guy, which I, I hate that word. Where did that even come from? Just wait, pause for a second. Where did that come from? I honestly don't know. I can't stand it. I don't know the origins of it. Can't stand it. It doesn't even make okay. sense. Um, anyway, so the women on this particular Facebook group got on there and proceeded to just tell absolute, in my opinion, horrifying lies about me. Uh, to include saying that I was never in the military, which I spent 20 years in the military. So that one was particularly painful for me that someone would get on there and, and in my opinion, purposefully just tell a lie. Uh, because how else could you come to that conclusion? Um, all kinds of other just nonsense. And, and some of it was like, I'll be honest, some of it was true about me or whatever. And some of it wasn't, some of it was, most of it wasn't 90% of it wasn't, uh, the stuff that was true, I feel was exaggerated. Um, and honestly, my concern with that kind of website or that kind of forum is when does somebody ever get to grow, uh, from their mistakes? Like we learn from mistakes and I just feel like the expectation of the people, some 17,000 women in that group. Um, really? There's yeah. that many? Yeah. Wow. So, theoretically, not even theoretically, 
Like that group could single-handedly ruin your chances to date as a man. So let me ask you this. I mean, yeah. you're, you're absolutely right, but let me ask you this. Is it um, like anonymous? Like anybody can say anything and you don't know who it is? Or yeah. do you have to have a name with your posting? You know what I mean? No, it's purposely you can post an anonymously. And the person See, that's wrong in and of itself because let's just, okay, you can't even like make a police complaint like, you know, against somebody's yard being nasty without giving your name. You have to give your name if you're going to make a complaint about somebody in the public arena. You know what I'm saying? Because you have to have the right to defend yourself. Um, 17,000? You can give anonymous tips, but uh, the police still need to do an investigation. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just, oh, well, somebody called on you, so you must have done that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, and these are all people where you live. They're like all in that area, 17,000. Yeah, they're in the, it's the Omaha metro area. Yeah, 17,000. Omaha metro area is not that big, folks. Like, there's, I don't know, the population here is half a million. It's a fairly large. I'm floored by this. So. Fairly large portion of the population there. If you say half the, half of the population is women, so. About 250,000 women, maybe three, uh, 17,000 of them are on there. I mean, I would assume that's most of the dating pool. <laughs> maybe. Would you, like, be able to defend yourself on this site? No. Like, could you? Luckily, what? I had some female friends that stepped up and, you know, told, told the women in there, like, First of all, I've seen him in uniform. I've seen all his retirement certificates. Like, I don't know where you're coming off saying he wasn't in the military. It's ridiculous. Um, a couple women stood up for me, and and one of them was a lady I coach her kid, and we've never dated, but she chose to stick up for me a little bit and say, "Hey, I've never dated him, but seems like a great guy. All his peers like him. My kid loves him." Um, I don't know. It's just. It really got me out of whack for a few days, and I was it. I was frustrated, angry, all of the above. One of the women that was commenting on there um, got on there and and said, "Oh yeah, I've been friends with him for years." And she defended some of the stuff, but then proceeded to say I was a misogynist, which was crazy because I've always been nothing but nice to her, and she's a single mom, and my son is really good friends with her daughter or was, and, uh, I've always, you know, tried to make sure if she needed anything, she could call me. And, uh, she's reached out to me a few times when she had some not so good people living with her or whatever like that. And, you know, I've never helped her out in any major way, but I don't know. I just feel like I've never done anything to her to, to make her feel like I'm a misogynist. I, I mean, the ladies, I think people throw words around, I, yeah. I don't think people always know the definition of the word that they're throwing around. And some people just like the way it sounds, you know? Mm. So she probably was just talking to herself talk. The The bigger concern for me, Joe, is that it's kind of an epidemic in social media where people can just say whatever they want to say and there's no repercussions for it. Like yeah. you can annihilate somebody yeah. and you're not held accountable for it. Like I, <clears throat> 
I have a really hard because like when I write my books, if there's people in it or whatever, I have to make sure that their identity is protected unless it's something positive or, you know, they give me permission. There's no rules with the Internet. Yeah. It doesn't feel like, do, am I wrong? Yeah, I think there's, it's not so much rules that we need, it's just an absence of consequences, right? Uh, because, you know, one of my good friends always says, people like that act that way because they're no longer afraid of being punched in the face. And mm -hmm. obviously, I'm not condoning <clears throat> violence or especially violence against women. It's not the point of the conversation, but I think... Uh, if you think about it a little bit, he's he's pretty spot on there, right? Uh, because at some point in society, um, if a man mouthed off to another man, good chance he'd get punched in the face there. Um, if you cross lines, you know, cross certain lines. Um, and then, you know, I think as far as women go, there was a chance that Hey, if you mouth off, maybe your father or your husband gets punched in the face. You know, I don't, maybe I'm off base there, but I think the point of the statement is there that there are no consequences to say whatever you want about somebody. And there's right. nothing they can do. There's no recourse. There's, you can't even defend yourself at all, even verbally in some of these situations. So, no, because really, truly, once somebody plants a seed, it's really hard to undo that, you know. It's like um, once people have a certain. What if what's somebody that? got on there? What if somebody got on there and said they didn't? But what if somebody got on there and said something terrible about me? Like, oh yeah, he forced himself on me or something. I mean, you can't come back from that. No, you can't, and that's the problem, I guess. And Facebook allowed this, like names and everything. Wow. Yeah, I actually. Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. I was pretty mad and I reported the group and I'm pretty sure they did nothing about it. Like, it's just okay with them. Huh? Yeah. It's condoned. Like, but God forbid you make a Facebook group that opposes Facebook's political views, you know, then, then you sure. know, you're down and put in Facebook jail and everything else. Like, it's just, you've crazy. been in Facebook jail numerous times, Joe. I actually, only one time, actually, only one time, like my friends are, are there on a regular basis. Uh, you know, I don't, I keep it, I try to keep it fairly civil. I'm, I'm opinionated, which was one of my, the, one of their big critiques about me was that I'm opinionated, which I am. <laughs> yeah, well, I am too. So, um, I didn't, I didn't take I don't that. know. I just, <laughs> I, I think that a lot of times women feel justified in saying whatever they want to. And I don't condone that because I, I don't know. I just feel like, like you said, everybody has to have room to grow mm -hmm. and change and not be judged for something we did five years ago. Well, in the function, I question the functionality of that entire group, right? Because you're going out and you're soliciting information from what can only be their ex-girlfriends. <laughs> right. Because they're not calling up your current one or your wife or your, you know, anybody else like that. I mean, there's ch chances are high that whoever responds to that had a negative time with you, didn't like you for some whatever reason. 
And then they get to tell their side of the story without any context. Does it? So let me ask you. So somebody just puts your name out there and says, hey, does anybody know this guy? Mm -hmm. And then people respond. That's how that works. Yep. Weird. And uh, so the girl that tipped me off is actually an ex-girlfriend of mine. And she was like, hey, you know, like, I've seen my brother on here. I've seen you on here. I just, I don't like it type of thing. And my whole response to that is, then why are you on there? But Because um, people like, they thrive on somebody else's problems. That's why all the reality shows are so big, yeah. because they, they, people thrive on drama. We've become a culture that is so hooked on the up and the down in life that when we don't have it, we get depressed because we don't know what to do with ourselves because it's just quiet. And that's really a sad, sad um, state for us to be in. But it's true. Like, I mean, I love to go out in nature and I love to go, you know, on my kayak. I like to go sit at the beach. I like to go hiking. I like to. And when you do that, you don't have time for all the noise that's around you and I feel like people just have to have that noise and you know what I've disconnected from so much that like I talk to maybe two people a day maybe now and let's I mean like physically talk you know I might text a couple people here and there but like as far as actually having conversations because I've just really become focused on being the best version of me and it's like silencing everybody else's voice because you know you get you get those friends that all they do is they call and they vent or they call and they have some drama to tell you about and it's never like hey just called to tell you had a really great day and i was thinking about you and i wanted to encourage you and blah blah, blah. yeah how often do you get a phone call like that no more likely it's man can you believe this happened to me today and, da, 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 and you stupid drive you know we're all doing you know we're multitasking and we're not slowing down to actually have normalcy it's kind of like what you said back on one of our episodes a while ago how we make things out to be more than they are because we were made to live differently than we are now yeah yeah we have a survivor instinct and right now our problems are relatively small compared to uh people that were having to literally find food to survive for sure i agree i agree with that yeah because people back then they weren't all I mean, could you see him scribbling on the walls about each other? I mean, exactly. Great walls. Even a hundred I mean, years ago, right? Like it's not even. I, that mean, I know. I'm just being funny. I just that's the thing. So social media. So let's get on this then. Um, what are your feelings when you're in a relationship about social media, and how far do you go? If it's a new relationship, do you let people know? Do you not let people know? Do you keep it under wraps? Do you tag them? Do you not tag them? What is the respect? I mean, I don't know the answers. I, I, I really don't know the answers unless I've done a little bit of everything. I've been the out in the open. Oh, hey, we uh, made this official today. Let's put it on Facebook official, right? Um, and like I've done that and I've done the had a girlfriend and neither one of us said anything on any social media. I've done somewhere in between. I've done um I had a girlfriend that just like didn't want any pictures of us on Facebook and her reasoning was reportedly that she felt like if I started putting pictures of me and her on there that more girls would come at me. 
Um, hmm. It's an interesting which, thought. I mean, it's an interesting thought. It is an interesting thought, and like I hate to, I. Me and her had a lot of issues, right? And I, I think to some extent, maybe she was hiding me a little bit, but I also do think she believes what she said, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think there's so, truth to it, but there was also underlying reasons, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I haven't dated a lot of people, you know, um, since I got divorced. Mm -hmm. um, uh, one in particular We're that opposites I dated. in that way. I've dated yes. more than I'm proud of. And it's not like I want to, man, but I, I am just kind of out there trying to find that, that one special person. And I don't know. I mean, you, you and I have different approaches on that and different beliefs and that's okay. But I just feel like I think my special person has to come find me because I'm scared to death of anybody right now. Yeah. We're, I mean, <laughs> I'm we're just like, right. What's that? That's always kind of been your approach is that, well, I'm like, I'm just going to find them. And you, like, you're a little bit more like, how do I say this? There's a little more whimsic, whimsical, magical stuff to love. Yes. I'm a hopeless romantic. Yeah. I like the fairy tale. I want right. I want something to be organic. I don't want to go on a dating site and put my picture out there. It's just not me. That's just I don't judge anybody for doing it. It works. There's some people oh. who've been married for years and they're happy. Yeah. No problem with that. It's just for me, it tweaks me because well, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter because the people that I've been in relationships with lied in person so you can lie anywhere it just it's your character uh, i i think it's um i'm last, just last year i thought i found my my girl in my front yard i know i and remember as far as for like organic stuff to speak to that like i really was on that train with you and it was like oh man everybody's right you gotta meet a girl organically and this is the best thing and then that turned out to be not so much so I think it's different for every person, just like everything is. Like we all have our own story and our own path to walk. And I think that however we're open to finding it, we're going to find it in that way. You know, like you're open to finding it by by pursuing it, which is Wherever. cool. You have a lot more guts than I do. I, I just, I'm just so tired of, of being hurt that it's just kind of like, Somebody's really going to have to show to me that they really want to be in my life in order for me to be like, okay, let's try this. Because I feel like it was always me that wanted more like the relationship. I mean, they, I didn't force any relationships, but like, I feel like I needed it and they kind of had it as an optional and I, I don't want to be that way anymore. So I'm very cautious. Even when I meet people now, there's a couple of people that I've met that really intrigue me. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm kind of scared, you know? Um, so, but you, nothing ventured, nothing gained. And I know yes. that's true. Yes. So, but as far as the social media question for me, like I actually kind of like the idea of not posting everything. Like there are some people that post everything they do together from the time they get up and they eat breakfast and they do this and they do that. <laughs> They made me eggs. Look. Yes. You know they do. You know they do. And um oh, but like maybe an occasional picture of hey, this is this is my person. Cause you know, girls like to show off their guy. They do. They they're proud of it. You know, they're like, hey, you know, look yeah, at what funny. I you know. 
like if you're if you're if you're with a girl that you're really actually should be with i mean you are proud of her yeah yeah and so i don't think there's anything wrong with like posting an occasional picture you know or whatever but um i like the privacy of not i like that idea especially where i'm at right now just because i get the weirdest things in my inboxes um and oh yeah like so i had a guy what like dick pics oh yeah i get i get propositioned i get hey send me pictures of your feet i'll pay you 25 bucks i get i mean i get the weirdest things but like request to you yet what is, is the feet picture thing is that a daily request uh it's at least weekly okay. yeah right. i had one guy follow me on on uh facebook um, because about- sometimes I post my feet because I don't want to put, everybody says, oh, you post a lot of selfies. Well, because I'm by myself, but like, so it's either, you're either going to get my feet or you're going to get my face. So it's one or the other. <laughs> Take your pick. The financial aspect of that $25. <laughs> well, that was just one person. I mean, I had another person. I mean, they were like, oh my gosh. Anyway, uh, it's just weird. <laughs> but I like the privacy of being able to have a relationship and be able to go through the the learning process. And, you know, I hate nothing more than seeing when people post about being in a fight with their boyfriend or their husband or shit. I don't want to know that. That is personal. You need to keep that to yourself. You know what I, I mean? If, I wondered if we were going to discuss that. Yeah. It's not... For me, it's just like an attention getter. It's like, hey, feel sorry for me. Every relationship is going to have ups and downs. Everyone's going to let us down. It's a matter of protecting that person you're with because you love them and know, and believing the best about them. You don't just go and post shit because you're mad. I mean, you can't ever take it back. You cannot take it back. And I, I think somebody said something to me one time. Well, if I don't remember it, it didn't happen. Well... That's not true. <laughs> I love your face on that. And, you know, I, th- I mean, there is a, there is a degree of truth to it. That's why I looked that way because to them. It, it didn't, didn't happen. Right. I know. But reality but is that it did happen. Right. It happened to the other person. Right. So you can't take that away from them, you know? And I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of all over the board with this tonight, but As far as social media goes, I think that it was meant to be a tool for us to all stay connected. And it has become, it has warped into this, I'm going to attack people or I'm going to say whatever I want. There's no repercussions for it. Or, you know, um, I think it's, or you get those people that, what's that? I think it's just too much connection, too much connectivity. Almost. And, you know, you, you, you get to where you expect people to respond to you like that. And it doesn't allow people to actually live their life. You know, I mean, how much time have you lost in a day by scrolling on your phone? I mean, seriously, one time I took I disconnected Facebook for like six weeks earlier this year. As much anymore. But I was bad about it for a while, especially when like I know things politically are pretty hot right now. But Mm. Uh, a few years ago when things were real political like I was deep into that because for me um, I can understand people with opposing views but what I can't understand is people that believe their views are absolute gospel truth you know mm-hmm. what I mean? and it bothers me 
And like, I try to talk people, talk to people and like, get them to understand like, Hey, just cause I have a different perspective. Doesn't mean I'm evil. Doesn't mean that everything I say is a lie. Like, but there, most people are not in a place to hear any of that. We've become really polarized, not only politically, um, but I believe just socially and everywhere. And you can see that in some of the uh, social media outlets. Like if you compare Instagram and Facebook, I think that's an, a really interesting comparison, uh, both obviously owned by Meta. Uh, but if you go on Facebook, I view Facebook as an overwhelmingly negative social media. Um, you're going to see on Facebook the sad memes from all the ladies because they had a fight with their boyfriend and they're feeling neglected or feeling unseen or unheard. And you're going to see all the little, um, you know, little sayings with a sad sunset or, or you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Um, and then I used to be one of those people. I, I, I'll own it. I used to, I used to post sad stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's what it is, is it's reaching out. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but you see a lot of that. You'll see a lot of negative commentary on, politics um you'll see a lot of negative commentary on sports um just everything over well uh, is overwhelmingly negative on facebook then you go over to instagram and to me everything on instagram is overwhelmingly positive and i don't mean that in a good way it's just it creates this idea in your head that everybody around you is living this rock star life on instagram and you're the only one that has problems. You know what I mean? Does that make any I sense? I do. I do. I think those so, are diametrically opposed, and I just don't really understand how those two things went that far. But, and I know, I get it. There are some negative things on Instagram, and there are some positive things on Facebook. I'm just talking about overall. Let me speak to that. Okay, so you know, I have I have both. I have Instagram for professional and personal, and I have Facebook, both professional and personal. My followings completely different mm -hmm. from one to the other. My responses on the same exact post completely different. Like once I get a ton of response on Facebook, barely anything on Instagram. When I get a ton on Instagram, barely anything. It's really it's very interesting the dichotomy of it, but. I think that what's that good word. Everybody should use dichotomy more. Well, thank you, sir. I am an <laughs> author. Um, <laughs> I should know words. Um, you know, I, I think with Facebook, one of the reasons I, that it's so different though, is the age range that really partakes in Facebook tends to be older. And then you've got the younger on Instagram. Now, some of us older people are hanging out on Instagram, but we're not as active. Does that make sense? And and the younger crowd, if they have a Facebook, they might visit it every once in a while. And I think that's the big difference. You know, um, the younger kids don't want to let anybody know that, you know, that they're not living it up because they see everybody else and there's this huge comparison going on. And, you know, my kids were in high school at a very wealthy school and um, there was so much pressure to be in the clubs and doing, you know, the art club, the singing, whatever, all the clubs and, and to, to be actively involved, um, not just academically, 
but also socially. And the suicide rate at that school, there was one kid that died every year that my kids were, were enrolled there. That's and I talked, talked to one of the counselors and they said that so many of these kids are pushed and pressured into living the perfect life. You know, their parents pose them in this and then they talk about that and they do this and they do that. They all feel like they have to attain to this picture perfect image on Instagram, mm -hmm. um, which is a travesty because I don't think half of them want to do the stuff that they're doing. They're just doing it because they think that's what they're supposed to be doing. And I think we're losing a whole generation because they don't know who they are. That is their problem. Sorry, not going to go down there. We'll put that over to the side. No, I, yeah, I, no, I think you're making good points. It was a big sigh because as people that watch the show know, I coach high school football. So I'm around high school kids every day, pretty much. And um, that's not an isolated experience, you know, even the school I coach at, which would honestly probably be considered an underprivileged population. Um, that stuff happens, you know, and it's unfortunate. And there's kids that are forced into things that they don't want to be doing. And, you know, I mean, we got a kid on the football team that just flat out doesn't want to be on the football team. And his parents are forcing him. And I don't feel that it's beneficial for him. I mean, we've talked to him and told him, hey, man, if, if your parents are going to make you be here, you might as well make the best of it, which is true. But I just don't feel like anyone should be forced to do something they don't nope. have interest in. Um, I think I don't either. I think all those clubs and stuff that you're talking about, athletics and clubs and all these things, the extracurriculars, I think they're all very, very beneficial for kids. I think athletics is very beneficial for kids, and I wish all kids would do some sort of athletics. Uh, but the fact is that that will never happen because some kids just aren't interested in athletics. But I think that more than just athletics, I think it's letting a kid find – what it is they like and to pursue that and to be a part of it. For like sure. I remember back in the day, and I don't know if they still do this in school or not, but like they called it, uh, what was it called? I don't remember. It's junior high school. And you got to try out all the different kinds of classes like home ec and um, shop and then drama and then band. And then you got to try all of them. And, um, so you did it for like nine weeks at a time. You didn't do it for very long just to kind of get you to understand what they were all about, to figure out if it's what you liked or not. Nine weeks is longer than I expected. I mean, there's only 52 weeks in the year. Yeah. Well, you, you only got to pick one per quarter and I think it was like a nine week quarter. Is that about right? Hmm, I think yeah. so. Um, and then, and then obviously then they had the foreign language that you could do that with. And I just think that, I think, I don't know, it's kind of sad to me because I feel like we're so focused on certain aspects of your identity and we're not focusing on the real aspect is who are you? What do you want? What do you like? What are your passions? What are your dreams? What are your goals? Um, not what are your parents? What is people expecting you to do? Like I have one child that very artistic decided to join the army 
shocked everybody because mm. um, it just wasn't their personality. Just wasn't. Um, didn't end up working out for them either because it really wasn't their personality, but they tried. You know what I mean? And I, I don't know. I just, I feel like as a society, we're all kind of lost because we're so busy looking at what everybody else is doing that we aren't focusing on what really matters. And I think if we were all focusing on ourselves and being better in who we are as people, being kind, being considerate and thoughtful of others, um, we wouldn't have all the problems that we have. That's me on my soapbox today because I just think that we're crappy to each other. <laughs> yep. I just, I just do. I mean, who sets up a whole Facebook page just to annihilate people? I mean, that is bitter people. But hey, What's I think that? that's a good place. I think that's a good place to take a break and come back real quick. Okay. All right, we're back from our break, and Melissa wants to show everybody some new merch. Show, oh, yeah. Show the people the so merch. So I am sporting one of the new cups. If I can put it in the right way. There we go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And this Best one colors. says Love Miss on the back. There's some that say uh, Beautiful Mess. Um, they will be on the website this week. Nice. For sale. I got a special. I got a special. Um, normally they're like fifty-five bucks, but I can sell them for thirty-five. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm only getting twenty in. Um, they're all sizes. They're tall, skinnies, curvies like this. There's some coffee cups. There's what they call a four-in-one, which is a you can throw a can in it to keep it cold, or you can use it for tea. It's it's crazy. Anyway, um, they'll be on the website. Awesome. I'm pretty excited awesome. about them. I think they're kind of fun. What's the website? They are Yetis. They are Yeti cups. Oh, nice. Good brand. Good brand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's the uh, What's the website? Mm. <laughs> Mustymartai.com. <laughs> there we so go. So I'm having a Bahama Mama over here. <laughs> no, you um, Just you never know when there's somebody on here that's new. Mustymartai.com. Yep. is where you can get them okay awesome 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 with that uh let's get back to our conversation uh we ended off with you kind of talking about how you feel like everybody is out of touch with their own selves and haven't found them themselves so i know that's a really bold thing to say um i just i experienced so much of it even like you know i i still do accounting for people and even when I go into businesses and I sit down, there's so much comparison of each other and there's so much inner office drama. And I just kind of sit back and I'm like, oh, wow. And I just feel like if we knew who we were, if we were confident in our gifts and we weren't constantly trying to prove something to somebody, we wouldn't be the way we are with each other. I just really, I mean, from social media to real life to everything in between, yeah. And, and there'd be far less judging too, because if you're not comparing yourself to somebody, you're not judging them and you're not judging yourself and, and you shouldn't be judging either one. You should be looking at it and, and, and saying, Hey, not that I have rose colored glasses and say, there's nothing I need to work on because there is, but like my friend, Aaron Ramsey says, and I love her. She's you're such a catch. Um, uh, 
she talks about how you shouldn't focus on your weight, but you should focus on what your body can do and celebrate that. And when you do that, then you find things that you like to do because you're celebrating the gift of your body, you know, rather than going, oh, I can't do this and I can't do that. You know, looking at it in a negative way, if you if you if you look at it positively, it's different. And I think it's that way with your life, too. If you look at the things that you need to work on in your heart, in your mind, in whatever, and you focus it on simply being a better person, I think you're far better off than if you go, oh, I've got I've to do this and this to prove that I'm better than, than so-and-so. Or I've got to, you know, um, post this so that everybody thinks that I've got it all together. When, you know, they go home at night and they're all by themselves. You know what I mean? And I know there's people that are like that, you know? So um, I actually had an interaction with a mutual friend of ours. I'm sorry. I, if I have weird facial expressions, it's because my pit bull is over here and he thinks it's playtime. And he is not relenting. <laughs> so I had an interaction on uh, social media a mutual friend of ours that uh, we both adore and I, I love her very much. And um, it was kind of a little bit disturbing to me. And, and some of the stuff you just said kind of resonated with it. And I think it kind of ties in. Hopefully you can pick up on the tie-ins here. She sent me a message and it was one of those kind of girly uh, memes or whatever that has this big message and you know whatever and it was essentially the the basic message of the meme was that you need to learn how to be alone before you can be with someone else oh that'll send me into never never land so i knew where she was coming from and there is truth to that right there is truth mm -hmm. to that but it, it bothered me because I hear that a lot from my married friends. Mm -hmm. And I sent her a polite message saying, Christina, I... You just said her name. They don't know which Christina or even or even how to spell it. So, <laughs> uh, I love her to death. And if she's watching this, love you, Christina. But I said, Christina, you know, it can be hurtful to hear the message from someone who has literally never been alone in their life that I need to learn how to be okay being alone. I love that you say that. <laughs> You're not the only one. People say that to me all the time. I'm like, yeah. um, I'm literally going internationally next year, three trips all by myself. And yeah. my poor little tour guide is like, so, you know, do you have any friends or family that are coming? I'm like, no. Yeah, <laughs> he's probably like, man, are you a loser or what? <laughs> well, I told her too. Like, I told her too. I'm like, I've been divorced. I've been separated. Not not divorced. My divorce took some time, but I've been separated from my ex-wife for eight years. I am yep. comfortable being alone. I know how to be alone. I'm fine. I don't need all you people with thirty-year marriages sending me memes about how I got to be comfortable with being alone. There was a time in my life shortly after my marriage dissolved that I did need to learn how to be alone because I had never been alone. And I was, Absolutely. and I, I would go seek out um, 
relationships with women that were probably not the best ideas just because I wanted somebody around. Uh, I went for the through that phase for sure, but it really didn't last that long. Um, it didn't last nearly as long as some of my married friends think it did. Um, and you know, I I wrote a big long paragraph to her. She she wrote a big long paragraph back saying, you know what, I, I thank you for saying that because I needed that perspective because I don't always think about the impact of my words and, and what they might mean to somebody else, you know. And it was a good conversation and it was all from love. Like she sent me that from love. And I told her I knew that and I appreciated it. Um, and we had a great conversation there. But I think we, you know, like you said, um, people people are very alone in uh, today's world. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that they're single, you know. Um, right. Well, and, and, and two, you know, back to your, you need to learn to be alone before you can be with somebody else. <sighs> It makes it sound like um, it's a punishment to be alone and that you have to be able to to deal with that before you can be with somebody else. You know, like you can't have this until you can do this. And I don't think that's true. I really don't. I, I've you never know, of it that way. I, 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 do have a, I have a slightly different take on it. See if this resonates with you. When people say that to me, I, I take it as, oh, you think you're hot higher and more evolved than I am. You know more than me. Basically. Like, um, I what they're saying is, is like, I, I, I have a great relationship because I know how to be alone. And that's where you got to get to. Wait a minute, bro. You've never been alone in your life. See, oh, no, 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 no. I take it as everybody saying, oh, you're impatient and you haven't spent enough time by yourself I and agree. taking care of yourself to actually be worthy of having somebody in your life again and that, that is one. bullshit because i agree with that i'm one. just gonna say it like it is no, because no. if that was really the case let me just go there for a second my ex yeah jumped from me into never leaving somebody again after only a couple months like our divorce was final and it was literally months like four and never left them again. Are you telling me that in those four months he'd spend enough time alone to be worthy of having somebody again? Bullshit. My, my ex-wife moved out of this house into another man's house. See, so you cannot use it. I think that people do mean. She still lives, she still lives with them. Not like, to my knowledge, they're not together. They have some weird, strange relationship. I don't know. More power to them. Be happy. Be blessed. If that's what you want, do it. But like. It makes me feel like people, okay, I'm going to tell you a story. So there was this guy that a mutual friend of ours introduced me to when I lived up in Omaha, mm -hmm. went out with the guy once. He told me his story about how he'd been in prison. And I'm like, whoa, too much for me. I can't, I just, I, I, I can forgive people. I cannot judge you by your past, but just, it was a lot for me to process, you know, and I was not at a place in my life where I could process that in a relationship. So I backed off. It's okay to have standards. Like if you don't want to date somebody that's been in prison, you don't have to. Well, <laughs> I'm not judging it's anybody. Okay. I'm just saying I just wasn't at a place where I could handle it's that. It's not judging. It's just standards. Like, So just about a week and a half ago, I got a message from this mutual friend that says, oh, by the by, you know, so-and-so 
they just got married. They moved to California and they got married. And I'm, and I was, it was almost like, oh, so, and I said, and yes, I'm still single. Dot, dot, dot. That was my response. <laughs> and I'm like, maybe that's bad, but I'm just like, I don't know. I have to come back to this. We're going to have to come back to this offline because I'm not sure. I think I know who you're talking about, but I'm not positive. Yeah, we're not going to talk about it online. But it was just kind of like, well, I didn't really need to know that because I let him down, he went. And, I mean, it was just, I was kind of like, maybe I am a loser. Maybe that's why I have to be alone because nobody else wants to be with me, but blah, blah, blah. And you know what? I'm pretty sure. I'm at a place in my life kinda, now. That's kind of his MO, man. What's that? I think I know who it is. That's kind of his MO. Like, just, that's who he is. I just, I've actually really gotten to the point where I really don't care. I mean, I had this dream last night about having a person and I woke up kind of feeling a little sad because I don't have that. And I'm going on trips and I'm experiencing all this stuff and I'm doing it alone. And I kind of hate that, but yet. I just went to Tennessee by myself. Oh, but you saw some great friends. I saw you had a great time. And see, that's the thing. I think the key is being able to be alone and still have a good time and not sit there and wish and, and want for something different. I had an awesome time. My friend did some, spend some time with me, uh, but I'd say over half of the trip was just me by myself uh, doing my yeah. own thing. And that was okay. I ended up meeting some new people and I'm kind of a social butterfly. So it's not going to take me long to have a new new i find my tribe wherever i go and uh, in gatlinburg tennessee i found some new friends and and i got i was a local in like three days it was crazy yeah um i got to spend some time with some people this weekend which was really fun and um one of the girls was like i just love spending time with you she said you're like soul food and um she said you just encourage and 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 I like the fact that somebody says that offline to me, not just what they see on Facebook or social media or even my my books or anything. Actually, my books can kind of be sad, I think, more than, <laughs> than uplifting. But um, speaking of books, the next one is going to be out August 1st. Mm -hmm. And you, my friend, are in it. And I will tell you one of the things that I said to you. So this, the premise of this book was. Um, I haven't got to read any of this book yet, which is no. a new experience because I it is a little because bit of a sneak preview on some of your books. No sneak preview this time. The only people that get to see it are my editor and my my um, layout person. So um, different even my publicist, my publicist is dying to read it. What's that? I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it's a different experience because your past books, I've gotten to kind of read those and see some of the changes even throughout the process. And that's been really interesting to kind of see behind the scenes how what an author goes through and kind of all the, the process of how a book becomes final. So um, yeah. it's interesting to get this one in my hands and, and read it as a final product. It'll be fun. Yeah. And I think I might have overshared my books before they came out a little. Um, just because I think people that would normally like go out and buy it already had a copy. <laughs> my closest people. Um, this book is. I've bought copies. Um, I've bought copies. I know you have. 
this book is a very personal and intimate book written um, throughout the time of treatments and um, to people that have impacted my life at pivotal points in my life and um, good and bad. Um, so there's storyline, but there's letters. What's that? You're getting a little emotional right now. I am because, you know, um, I wanted everybody to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that had impacted my life, that they impacted my life. If I didn't get to say it to them verbally, I wanted it to be out there in the world. And um, so that's what Kaleidoscope Dreams is. It's um, I even wrote to my ex-husband in there. And um, that's probably one of the moving, one of the most moving ones. No, it's not bad. It's just you realize that everything happens towards your dream, whether or not you think it is, you know, and things move out of the way. Like I look at my ex-husband now and he's very happy. And the, the person that he's with is doing things with him that I would never in a million years want to do. So like, she probably really is his person. You know what I mean? And I can't begrudge him that. I mean, be blessed, be happy, you know, live long and prosper, <laughs> whatever. I'm not trying to be funny, but like, seriously, I don't, I, I'm not, vain enough to think that I'm the only person that can come into somebody's life and make a difference. You know, every, everybody comes into every, other people's lives at different times for different reasons. And that's what Kaleidoscope Dreams is about. And um, we agree on it that. is very intimate. It's very, very personal. Yeah. So um, it'll be interesting to see how well it sells because I just don't, I don't know. It may not sell at all. It may be a big. I think you have some <laughs> fans I, I think they'll definitely move but the really cool part is twofold uh the publishing company starts in august as well and i've already got two clients which is awesome because i can help two other people achieve their dream of writing a book That's and nice. i'm not keeping royalties so i'm really excited to to help people do uh what they want to do um and then the other thing is i said i said i was going to stop writing after this one but I just had a brainstorm of what this next book is going to be about. And it's going to be a fun one. Like literally so, right now? Yeah. Oh, man. Literally right now. Okay. Do I get to know later after we get off? Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. So but, you said you were going to tell fun. me something it's, that was in the book. You what's said, that? You said you were going to tell me something that was in the book. Yes. Okay. So I was writing to you. Mm -hmm. And... One of the things that I was sharing with you is how much you had impacted my life in teaching me how to have an opinion and not expect everybody else to have that same opinion and be able to support why I had that opinion without being defensive and just having a conversation. Because before I used to be like, well, I don't know, I just believe it, you know, and, and just, just come at people like that, you know. And it's okay to have a really strong belief about something and to feel really strongly about things, but you have to be able to support it and you have to be able to respect somebody else not having that same belief and not thinking that they're wrong just because they don't believe like you do. And that transcends into how fast somebody texts you back. That transcends into whether or not they want presents or give you presents or, you know, because everybody's different. And everybody's different. I just always looked at everybody in the lens of Melissa. And well, I would never That's do that. Literally how we became friends. I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. That's awesome. Go ahead. You talk. I'm gonna have some Bahama breeze. That was, uh, that's really, well, thank you first and foremost. 
because I think that is one of my most treasured skills that I've developed. And I think when I was getting to know you as a friend, um, we would have a lot of conversations where you thought we were butting heads and I didn't feel that way. I felt like we were just, I was literally feel like, I just want to know why Melissa, like, I just want to know why you think that way. And you know, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> ironically though, ironically, Joe, for like 90% of my life, people didn't ask me why I felt the way I did or why I thought what I did. They didn't even really care. So like for somebody to ask, actually I can go well why do you think that it was like cool I, I I almost didn't really know what to do with it at first and then and then it did feel like an attack and I know there were many times where like I think we had to politely hang up the phone on each other and then come back and talk I remember those days flat out hung up <laughs> <laughs> you might have saying that you had a bad connection or something that's what happened uh-huh <laughs> you just told on yourself no I I think I, the one time I really actually hung up on you, I think I told you like, I'm done, Melissa, like click. Yes. I do remember that conversation. <laughs> I do. I do. Like, obviously. I, and I was fine with it. I'm like, fine. I won't talk to you either. So, I mean, um, I mean, we obviously made it all good, but yeah, we've had a lot of great conversations and I enjoy your insight and your perspective on things. Cruz, knock it off, please. And um, like, I've learned a lot from you as well and you're a valuable friend and I appreciate you. You've certainly impacted my life and I would be remiss if I allowed you to tell me that I impacted your life and I didn't return the favor because you certainly have. So I well, appreciate you. you. And uh, I think we got a little off the beaten path on social media and stuff, but it's been a good talk and like, I think it's been a good talk. And, you know, I think I think it all just kind of evolved into that because I think social media is really just kind of like the culminating point for all the other things we talked about. You know, it just there's, kind of is a natural progression or digression, if you will. Um, there's one thing I would like to discuss if you have time. I do. So, I'm have some more. Um, social media on the uh, you kind of touched on it, but you touched on it very briefly. Mm -hmm. the, public, the public fighting. Mm on social media and i think there's a I, I don't think it's one particular gender or the other that does it i think everybody mm. does it um however uh i think we do it in different ways right like i'll see the girls seem to post these super sad woe is me type of things <laughs> and, because like, we're good oh, at being a victim. Nobody loves me, and you know I'm being abused over here, type of stuff. And they get what I see with women, or what I've experienced a lot is they'll make these ambiguous posts, and they can, be, if they're left to the imagination, they can make the guy in the situation seem way worse than what is actually really going on. Right. You know I mean, because they're so ambiguous and then the reader is just left to imagination and they come, jump to conclusions of, oh, he's cheating on her or, oh, he beat her or whatever. And it's right. The reality of the situation is he didn't want to go watch a movie tonight and was tired and said, look, I'm going to bed. And, and she's like, you know, I just wish I cared. I wish he cared as much as I do or, you know, those kind of right. things. 
know. Well, again, I think a lot of people use social media for shock value, for attention, for, um, you know, if, if let's, let's be honest, you know, when something, when something bad happens to us, we want somebody to validate our feelings and say, Oh, you're right. That was really shitty. Oh my God, blah, blah, blah. We're all looking for somebody to tell us that we were the one that was right in that situation. I don't care who you are. Everybody does it. And uh, Facebook's a great place to do that because you're going to see all the likes. You're going to get all the comments and you're going to go girl and all, you know what I mean? And all of those strokes. The go girl, right? Need other people. Yeah. The, what? The, you, the, the, the females uniting on those posts is yep. like, go girl, you know, you don't need him and blah, blah, blah. Oh my goodness. You don't even know what's going on. Chill out. Right. And on the flip side, um, when they post things that are sad, they're feeling neglected and overlooked. And so if they feel like if they post that, but see then, but the problem with all of this is all of this you're looking for external validation. You have to be able to find within yourself. You have to be able to find within yourself that validation. If, if you feel like you're right and, and, and this fight went this way and you set your boundaries and you, you don't need somebody else to validate that for you. If, if you are insecure in who you are and, and what you want, you're going to look for external validation. Ask me how I know. Um, I was the queen of doing this. The queen. And um, you have to get to the point where other people's opinions do not matter. They don't. And if you have a disagreement with your spouse or your loved one or whatever, everybody else doesn't need to know that. And I love something. Somebody posted a meme somewhere that said um, there's a certain power in not telling your side of the story or not feeling the need to, to tell your side of the story. And um, I can't say that I've always done that. I mean, I've told my side of the story on things um, and not given other people an opportunity to tell theirs. Shame on me. Well, we talked about that um, earlier with my thing in that forum. Like my initial response yeah. to that emotional response was, I want to defend myself. I want to tell my side of the story. And, you know, obviously I didn't really have an opportunity to do so. I made some, yeah. I'll be honest. I made some Facebook posts after that um, just to, cause some of the people commenting in that thing were people that were on my friends list in Facebook. Oh, wow. So I got on. Oh, Facebook I know. I wanted things, you know, a public service announcement. Yeah, I was just, I basically I said, I basically was just like, hey, like, you think, you think I don't know you're a snake? I know. Oh, I, I read that. I did, yeah. I did read that. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're all going to, we're all going to at times say things, overshare, maybe whatever, look for validation. But yeah. um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I, I was like this close couple days ago to posting something on Facebook to people as a public service announcement that, you know, if you didn't talk to me before, don't start talking to me now. <laughs> um, I've gotten a lot of really interesting messages. Hope you didn't forget about me. Hey, what if I need this? What? I mean, I'm, I'm not even kidding you. Um, and it's frustrating to me more of that as, I like because you're going to get more of that as, as you continue to see.
I know. It's just, it's hard for me because, again, to not have somebody be a priority in your life, don't just all of a sudden decide, oh, now they're worth it. You know what I mean? Um, I just have a, I have a problem with that. Melissa, these are the same people that um, they want to look great, but they don't want to spend time in the gym. They want to have a great job, but they don't want to gain the skills to earn that job. Right. They just, you know, they look at it and they say, oh, you know, had I spent the time with Melissa, then I would have a valued friend and could benefit from that friendship. Um, Let me see if I can backtrack and make it up. That's what it is, man. Like, uh, the truth is, I'm a bleeding heart. Any one of my friends could could make it super big um, and become independently wealthy. And it really wouldn't matter to me because I'm not the kind of person that wants anything from anybody anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think I surrounded myself with a lot of the wrong kind of people for a long time. Um, but I got some, you know, got some your growth. Audio out might have cut up there, but your audio might have cut up a little bit. But I think you were saying an important thing. I think you were saying that you surrounded yourself with the wrong people for a while. Um. Which is why it's been such a lonely road, I think, since I got to Florida, because everything that was kind of my that was my. Hello. Hello. We won't go down that road today. <laughs> oh, I think you might be having some interweb issues. Probably. Internet. All right. Do you have anything you want to say before we go? Oh, man. You know what, like this, I, I look forward to these uh, little talks on here and it's cool that we share it with people and I hope people get something out of it. I truly do. Um, I would love to do some more audience interaction when you feel like that's a good time uh, because I really think it's cool what we got going on here and I hope, I, like I, I don't get to see any of the numbers or anything. I don't know how many people were reaching or anything like that, uh, but Hopefully it's a lot of people. Hopefully they're getting something out of it. And uh, I would love to do more audience interaction because these uh, conversations are honestly, they're cathartic for me. I, I've had a, an emotional uh, couple, three, four weeks and, and being able to get to unload some of that and talk about it and discuss it um, is always cool. So hopefully we can do it again soon. For sure. And we can do it. We can do an audience one next time too, because the book. Um, we'll see what happens. Unless you want to pose questions, we can pose them. We have to date hit 32 countries. Um, yeah, which well, is this thing? pretty phenomenal. Like, like China. Yeah, it's like China. I'm like, who Google's Melissa in China? I mean, I don't know. It just it it kind of blows my mind because I feel like this big. But then when I look at my website and I'm like. Wow, I mean Finland and you know just off the wall, you know not just London, not just Mexico. As a matter of fact, I only have like maybe three hits in Mexico itself. All the other ones are like London and you know Prague and Japan and Singapore. And I mean it's just crazy. I'm just like wow, that's kind of what's humbling. It's um it's very humbling. Kanichiwa. Say Jen. Um, I will, 
Um, we could schedule something in a couple weeks since it's yeah. been so long. Yeah, let me know. Okay. Uh, yeah, like I Sounds said, I this, so I just take this time to thank your audience. I appreciate you guys. Yes, everyone. Thanks. Um, I followed many rabbit holes today. Um, <laughs> it's just been a day. I'm sorry. <laughs> no big deal. I hope it meant something to somebody. No big deal. Hopefully it did. All right. We'll talk to you. All right. We'll talk to you next time. Bye, Melissa.